Welcome to the DNet Stumps podcast, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket show with expert analysis by Dean Duplessis. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Dean at Stumps podcast. And if you've uh, just heard about us for a very for the very first time, we have some really good interviews for you to listen to. Fantastic one-on-one with former South African captain and all-rounder Sean Pollock. Michael Vaughan, England's former captain, also has his say on long-term leadership, captaincy, and also talks about how he and Duncan Fletcher had a long-term plan to ensure that England won the Ashes back in 2005, which included getting rid of some of the slightly older players and injecting new blood into the side. As for this podcast, we'll be catching up with a 19-year-old sensation who set schools around England alight and on fire with his exuberant stroke play. Stay tuned. Always great to have you along. My name is Dean Duplessis, and wherever you are listening to this Dean at Stumps podcast, it is a real joy and pleasure to be with you. So the 19-year-old Zimbabwean-born Tawanda Muyeye, who initially did his schooling at Peterhouse, situated just outside Harare, is now doing or finishing his schooling at Eastbourne, which is situated in Sussex. Uh, this has been a particularly good season, or the English season has been particularly kind to him, with the 19-year-old scoring an incredible 1,112 runs at an astonishing average of 69.50. Well, this meant that he earned himself the Wisden Cricketer of the Year award, and uh, I started off by asking Tawanda if the feeling had actually sunk in yet. Uh, thank you so much, Dina. I'm really honoured to be on your show today. Um, I mean, it's been quite a crazy couple couple of days. Um, it's definitely something, and it's been, I mean, a wonderful experience for me. And hopefully, it's, it's just gonna um, make me want to chase my dreams even more. And I mean, it's quite bizarre. You've had congratulations messages from the likes of Jofra Archer, who I'm sure is a very big, you know, you must be a very big fan of his. I mean, I certainly am. You know, um, Joss Butler, one of the people who won it before you. When you get tweets like that i mean it does it put your world in a bit of a spin or do you just take it in your stride just talking to you now you sound like a very level-headed sort of a person what happens when you open your notifications and you say goodness me i just got a tweet uh, from joffra archer or from joss butler um i mean joffra is a really nice guy i've met him a couple of times and he's certainly a hero for me and he's done so well obviously like the way he's played at the world cup and I mean, obviously, receiving those notifications is so humbling for me, and it's obviously just fueled my dreams even more, and it's urged me to work harder than I have before, so I can, I mean, play professional cricket one day. And, of course, already uh, the county Sussex, which is where Eastbourne, that's the school that you are at at the moment, Sussex have expressed uh, an interest in you. If you, it's just unfortunate that this coronavirus has really uh, pretty much turned the world on its head now, but Assuming that there will be a bit of an opening and that, that domestic cricket will be played in England, if you get to play Sus- uh, play for Sussex in the T20 Blast, I mean, can you even imagine what that would be like? Even if you don't necessarily play every time, but just to rub shoulders with so many cricketing greats, not only in England, but around the world as well. I mean, it, it would be a good opportunity, but um, obviously there's a lot of steps that have to be taken before that. And 
I mean, a lot of hard work that I have to do personally and other people have to um, work for me as well. So, yeah. I mean, if I get the opportunity, it would be, it would be great. Okay, so let's just talk a bit about, before we get into your your exploits uh, what and everything that you've achieved with the bat, we're going to talk a bit about that shortly, but how did the opportunity arise for you to move from Peterhouse to finish off your schooling career and also to focus on your cricket in Eastbourne College in Sussex? How did that happen? Um, I had a family, we, well, I had a family friend um, who was head boy at Eastbourne College and um, he said that he well, we spoke a bit about Eastbourne and I just decided to write him an email, obviously, because it's always been my dream to like play county cricket kind of thing. And and I just wanted to just have a different challenge for me personally. I mean, leaving home and just doing something different, you know. So I stay with my aunt currently, so my mom's sister. So when all of this um, sort of settles down and so on to one day and you, you get into bed at night and you perhaps you know, go onto Facebook or Twitter and uh, suddenly a picture of something in Zimbabwe pops up. It may include your parents or family members back here. Do you still feel a little sad and think, my goodness me, I wish I was back home? Or is it a chapter that you've now put firmly behind you and, you know, now focusing on your future? Um, for me, I think I'm a big family person and, like, I cherish my family a lot. So, like, I do obviously miss home a lot, Um and I, I come as much as I can at Christmas and whenever I get the chance to. So it's, it's not that, um, you know, that hard. And I keep in contact with them a lot. So it, it's easier these days. And having my aunt um, look after me so well has been such a good and amazing experience and such a blessing to me. And does she still give you some of the good Zimbabwe food, you know, the foods that you yeah. eat? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of she gives me a lot of sadza, mazoe, and syrup pita and gets a good oxtail there going. Oh, beautiful. Oh, my goodness me. Yeah. Oxtail in the pizza oven. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, so, Tawanda, I mean, that is absolutely magnificent. So it seems to me that at this moment in your young career, you have settled very nicely at Eastbourne, which is exactly how yeah. it should be, but you still are very mindful as to where you have come from and where it all started for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very aware of everything, and I'm always like grateful to my past coaches at Eastbourne. Um, I mean, at Peterhouse and at Rosawi, um, he obviously gave up a lot of their time just to throw me balls when they didn't have to, and I'll forever be um, grateful for that. So, how did it all start for you, Tawanda? Growing up as a small little boy, how did this game of cricket approach you, or how did you approach cricket? And when did it become your? When did you realize this is what I want to do? Um, well, my mom told me actually a couple of days ago that my granddad was a really good cricketer, and he played um, in Harare a while ago, which was quite new, um, new news to me. But um, I got into it. My brother used to make me basically throw cricket balls at him because he's six years older than me and right. literally I would spend hours in the garden throwing to him and then obviously at the end of the day he would let me have a little bat and then like I just just took off from there my love for cricket. I suppose just accelerated from there and and who were the cricketers yeah. that you enjoyed? Well, I, I suppose you would have enjoyed the likes of Prosper Tseya, Brendan Taylor, Vusisi Banda, Hamilton Masakadza. Were, were those the cricketers yeah. you used to watch when you were still, you know? Yeah, we, we always used to um, get down to Rari Sports Club as often as we could to go and watch those guys. And my, the last time I was um, I watched the game was the uh, West Indies qualifying game. So just before I left Zimbabwe, we went, 
Brendan Taylor scored that um, really good hundred against West Indies. That was probably my favorite my favorite innings because I think I was a bit old older and I like sort of understood more more yeah. of the game. It must have been a very big um, climate adjustment and indeed culture adjustment for you, Tawanda, coming from a, uh, you know, from Peterhouse where things are very professional and very good, but there's still that, that air of, you know, it's a very relaxed environment when, when you play your cricket at Peterhouse, when you watch your sport. Yeah. Is it very similar at Eastbourne or are things done very differently? Um, yeah, I mean, it is similar, obviously, boarding school and, you know, but I would say it's we are a lot more busy at Eastbourne, I think. Um, and it's really, imp- I think I started to value resting more and giving myself more time to just chill because the schedule, I mean, was a bit um, more hectic, I'd say, than Peterhouse. So how many games would you play in a season versus games per season back home in Zimbabwe? So I would say Form 4 was the f- um, my last full season. So that was, I think I played maybe eight games i think i think if i'm correct um and then yeah my first season yeah we played um 20 games in the second season was 19 so it's, it's a lot more it's a lot more it's a lot more and, yeah. and I, I would imagine in terms of facilities uh and training and so on is that quite a bit better than peter house or not necessarily i mean it's a bit similar i think it's um but obviously east one i've got like a really high high performance sports center which you have access to literally all day long and I used to just go there and hit balls morning and evening and they were literally accommodated which was really nice of them. Your tally of runs for the season was 1,112 runs at an astonishing average of 69.50. I shudder to think what your strike rate would have been. It must have been uh, well over 100. I mean, what 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 sort of a strike rate do you have to score runs like that? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not sure, but I, I, I didn't check the strike rates. And I'd have to ask my coach. I'll ask your coach, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Whereabouts in the batting order do you bat? Are you are you sort of a you know number three opening batsman, middle order? Um, Where do they have you? It just depends. I think normally on the T20 stuff, I, I open, and um, 50 overs normally bat three. Now, last year, you had the wonderful thrill of playing in a Pierce Morgan benefit game, and you played yeah. alongside some incredibly talented cricketers. Just run us through the cricketers who you rubbed shoulders with. Um, Michael Vaughan was one, um, Chris Gale, um, and Kevin Peterson. I mean, for me, it was a bit crazy because Kevin Peterson and Kevin Peterson's like my favorite um, batsman to ever play the game, um, and I just like the way he plays cricket and. I got the chance to bat with him and I just literally like didn't even know what to say to him. <laughs> I was just laughing the whole time. Well, you'll be happy to know that he actually did quote uh, Wisden in a tweet and because he, he, the, the, the tweet actually said, uh, Tawanda Muyeye playing some incredible shots and then KP said, wow, look at these shots. So he, when if he's still commentating and if you do get to to make your debut for England in how many ever years' time, because I would imagine you'll have to go through some qualifying system. Unless, yeah. who knows, maybe something similar could happen to you as what happened to Jofra Archer. Wouldn't that be... Mm. How, how? I mean, obviously, you're still very... How old are you now, Tawanda? 18, 19? Um, 19, 19, yeah. 19 years old. So you still have the world at your feet, and there's still a lot for you to learn. Um, yeah. But I do like the way that you've already said in interviews that you, you have your heart set on playing for England. Is that something that you always wanted to do? Did you always 
imagine yourself playing for England or was there a time when you were much younger that perhaps you thought, well, maybe one day I'll get to bat alongside Wesley Madavere, for example? I think there's been a bit of speculation about my, my decision, I think, um, because um, I obviously there was um, news that I had missed the um, under-19 World Cup this year or withdrew from it because of um, wanting to play for England, but um, that wasn't true. It was because um, I was doing my A-levels in June and it would, re- would have required me to miss two months of school and I was doing maths, chemistry and biology and Obviously, I want to um, do an engineering degree, which would probably take about four years, three or four years. So that was um, the reason why. So I haven't, no one, I haven't ruled out playing for Zimbabwe. Okay, that's that's nice to know. So just to clarify, yeah. just to clarify, then in a couple of years' time, if you feel that uh, perhaps maybe the situation will allow for you to to play for Zimbabwe, and if you feel that you're not being recognised by the England selectors, that door would still be open, and you would still avail yourself to play for Zimbabwe. Yeah, um, I just I just need to get through the next three years. Obviously, just focus on my academics and engineering. Yeah. degree that I want to do and obviously play um, cricket, as much cricket as I can Cause, because obviously I want to go to university at Loughborough which is um, the best cricketing uni in England so they will obviously accommodate me to try and chase my dreams and balance my schoolwork and after the three or four years are over then um, that's when I'll probably make a decision so I've, I think I've still got quite a lot of time to just assess and and that, that that's a beautiful thing to wonder. And I, the maturity that comes through in what you say is absolutely beautiful. So, you know, you don't have to make any rash rushed decisions. You can focus on very important all the academics, which is so very important. And uh, yeah. and in the meantime, if you do get to to play cricket, and and uh, depending on how things turn out for you, you can say, do you know what? Uh, I've actually thought about it long and hard. I do want to play for England. The opportunity has come my way. Or I've, again, thought about it long and hard, and it seems to me that my heart is calling me to go back to Zimbabwe and and to try and make a difference in the top order for Zimbabwe. So there's a lot of time for you to make a, I'm sure, what will then be a very clear-cut decision. Yeah, so that will definitely, I think I'll be certain after university what I want to do. So who were some of the cricketers you appreciated? I know, Well, I saw the name Kevin Peterson. You mentioned it just now. And then a name who you also spoke about a lot, who was way before your time. I was even a small little boy. Sir Vivian Richards. Isn't it amazing yeah. that a man who, who I lost... I love Richards really? so much. Yeah. yeah. And, I, I mean, I, I watch loads of, like, YouTube, as much YouTube stuff of him as I can. And I always watch the movie Fire in Babylon about the West Indies yes. cricketers and... Like, it was just amazing how he went about his business and just how good he was, basically. <laughs> so so what in your mind made Viv such a very special cricketer, other than the fact that he was a, an immensely strong, powerful man, he hit the ball hard? But were there certain things, you've said you've watched a lot of stuff on YouTube, so yeah. were there trigger movements with his feet? How much footwork did he even have? Did he even need footwork? I don't think, I don't think he had much footwork. Yeah, I sure. think it was more his, I think I admire more his confidence and the way he knew his game inside out, he knew if I if I play the shot, I'm gonna it's gonna come off because I've practiced it so many times and he wasn't afraid of anything or anyone. Ninety miles an hour, no helmet for all his career. I mean, that's ridiculous. 
It is ridiculous. Just uh, yeah. just maybe a cap and a watch, if I remember correctly. Sometimes yeah. used to wear yeah. a watch. These days, you wouldn't be allowed on the field with a watch because they'll be afraid you'll be wearing a smartwatch and that you'll be giving yeah. information back to, or the team will be giving you information from the dressing room, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Tawanda, it's been a, a real pleasure talking to you. I mean, is there any particular message that you that you have for? up-and-coming young cricketers and I guess the thrust more towards Zimbabwe cricketers you know I mean obviously it's very sad because you know forgetting let's just briefly put Corona on hold generally speaking not enough cricket is being played here so if an opportunity comes the way of a young cricketer be it a boy or a girl to play their cricket somewhere else in a bigger cricketing nation they're obviously going to jump up at that jump at that opportunity but what would your message be to the young cricketers of Zimbabwe? Mm, I think just work hard I think for me working hard is, is a big one and I think being being grounded when you're doing well and when you're not doing well is, is always a good thing because you know and I think um, appreciating the efforts your parents obviously provide with you and sometimes people that look after you I think you, you just need to be grateful for that and I know not a lot of cricketers play at home, but when you do play cricket, just play the game as if it's your last and you can make as much of an impression on people watching selectors kind of thing, is what I'd say. Very wise words from somebody so young. He is Wisdom's School Cricketer of the Year, Zimbabwe-born Tawanda Muyeya. I remember seeing him play an absolute blinder of an evenings uh, back in 2017 at St. John's College and from there on in he simply has gone from strength to strength and of course we wish him the very best in his academics and also his playing career as well. Good to hear that the likes of Jofra Archer, Joss Butler and a couple of other cricketing greats have got in touch with the young man and given him some encouragement. You've been listening to the Dean at Stumps podcast. Thank you very much indeed for listening. And, uh, well, who knows what we'll be back with next time. But until that next time, it's goodbye. You've been listening to Dean at Stumps, Zimbabwe's only weekly cricket podcast. 